0: Hi everyone and welcome back to Into the Void. I'm your host Ant and you join me today for episode number 26 of my weekly audio diary in which I share my thoughts and musings on a whole a range of interesting and fascinating subjects. So first of all of course um, I wish you all a happy and prosperous 2024 and I hope you obtain at least a a small bit of what your heart desires in this coming new year. Because so I think we've all been um uh, rather, uh rather battered and rattled in various ways in the last in the last sort of two to three years. I think we, I think we deserve a little bit of what our heart desires. Anyway, I want to begin today's um show, um with um just a little bit of a, a, a memorial really, or just a mention. For uh, an amazing uh, man, uh, a jour- journalist who goes by the name of um, John Pilger, you you probably heard of him. Um, he died recently, uh, I believe it was on thirtieth thirtieth de- of December um, last year. Now, of course, uh, at the age of eighty four, I believe. Now, the reason why I'm I'm mentioning John Pilger is because um, he's been. Uh, his influence has been, you know, his journalistic work, perhaps I should say, has been quite an important, had an important impact on my own life. I have many of his books and when I first got into um, looking at politics, shall I say, in a kind of um, beyond this um, kind of surface level party politics and the whole brouhaha kind of left-right battle and I, and I, and I dug a little bit deeper. So from around about two thousand two two thousand three, during the run up um to the Iraq War and so called Operation Freedom in Adverted Commerce. That's when I first got into his, his work and um yeah the thing that always always struck me about John Pilger was he was um a a journalist of the old school really who didn't just read a government press release. He actually went to these um went to these war zones and went many areas in the world, um like in the Middle East and East Timor and many other and um places where minority groups have been oppressed and, and can continue to be uh, oppressed in a very in a very kind of aggressive and vile way. And he, he gave voice to what he described as um the unpeople, the sort of um people um also like the kind of aborigines in australia, the people the indigenous peoples of this land <coughs> of this planet who historically have um you know their voice hasn't been um hasn't been given hasn't been aired shall i say and um and he always did it i found in a very very sympathetic um very sympathetic way in a very grounded way. Although you could always feel his, his 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 sincerity as well, and something else that always struck me is that he's he was a a rare a rare a rare diamond, shall we say, in that he managed to kind of operate within the mainstream media as well. I believe he had at certain stages a column for a couple of papers at various stages. I think um, here in the UK for the Independent and the Guardian, it's a kind of left-leaning media, and and he did. Um, he did uh, he did documentaries for ITV uh, TV channel as well here in the UK so he did manage to keep um he did manage to keep his message within within the kind of mainstream realm and he never really ventured into what might one might say the sort of more um controversial conspiratorial um realms but um that never really um for me anyway never really Never really denigrated his his work, and yeah, he is um he is a real um a great loss. So I I just wanted to honor honor his memory, and um you know hopefully uh, in future with the younger generations coming through, <clears throat> kind of what they call the star seeds. You know we will we will um eventually see more of a kind of return to the traditional values of um journalism of, of of real integrity and truth that that, um, the late John Pilger um, brought to the world. Anyway I'm just going to move on now and the first actual meaty subject I want to get into in today's um, show is just thoughts that I had over Christmas and New Year because um, obviously for many of us um, and sort of reflections for many of us um, it's one of those times of the years In whether we celebrate Christmas or not whether we're Christian or whatever religion we might be quite often it does afford us time for pause for a pause sorry and time for reflection and uh, that gives rise to perhaps new new possibilities new ideas new purpose and new meaning in our life I mean the flip side of course is um, we may well have had to have spent time with um, friends who, sorry, with um, loved ones, family who we don't normally, <laughs> we don't normally have to see. So we perhaps have to bite our lip and, and play the game. But but even in even um, in the presence of that kind of energies that we have, have to deal with, um, what I've discovered a little bit about myself is um, something that I'm, trying to focus on um more and more and that is um the power of of our own individual presence in this world and you know it it kind of speaks to or makes me think of the film network which I've mentioned before and the speech by um the anchor man Howard Bill when he says um amongst many other pertinent things my life has meaning god damn it and by extension i think more and more i'm realizing as my heart begins to open up more and more um, is that all all our all our by extension all our encounters and you know every person that we meet on our, in in our day to day lives that all has that all has meaning and i think that that's sort of a recognition beyond the ego beyond the mind and beyond how we feel about our lives and how we feel that our lives are going, whether we feel denied certain things, whether we feel cheated certain things. It is, And I know it sounds a little bit cheesy, a little bit corny, but it is that divine aspect of us, uh, our divine light. And some might say it's it's our God aspect, if you want to use um, language like that. And that's where I think um, our personal power really does um it does derive from how we can influence people how we to put it in a kind of energetic sense how our presence um affects other people and now definitely is um as we move more and more into this new era now is definitely the time to to be shining our light um it really is and i'm feeling this is kind of like um a knowing perhaps I could say that came to me um over the Christmas and New Year period as I had time to pause and sustain and reflect on different aspects of my life and I know that in the past being quite a shy person being someone that's always looked to others to confirm my own being that's always really looked to others to to give me to, to give me a sense of meaning and to, to validate my very existence I, I kind of started life from a very low threshold uh, with having virtually no um, self-esteem and you know I've I've battled through life and finally perhaps uh, better late than never I'm learning that um, you know we have to do that and I've had to do it for myself and it really is um, it's it has been a, an arduous journey at times but I am finding more and more now that when I put aside my smallness, my littleness, and it's not about, you know, being over the top, because sometimes you can meet people um, perhaps, you know, when you've um, just in your day-to-day lives or when you do, um, when you've um, been part of spiritual communities or you go to your yoga class or your whatever it might be where you do have people who are, tend to be of a higher energy higher vibration and sometimes it can be like whoa you almost you almost you almost get burnt because their energy is so high and sometimes it can be a little bit of a pretense for people who who haven't you know done the old the old um or haven't at least or aren't in process of doing the shadow work and trying to you know get a concept or grasp of how their childhood trauma continues um to affect them uh, in their in their life and it's something that of course we all need to have a concept of because it that sort of work never ends so I'm aware that people can you know can lay it on a little bit too thick and that's when it feels like um you know it's all a bit of an act it's all a bit of a pretense sorry but what I have found in my own uh, day-to-day life just you know just as you know I sell a lot of stuff on um, eBay. So regularly, most days, I'm down at the local post office and the local little town here in the New Forest or on the fringes of the New Forest on the south coast of the UK. And I always make sure, you know, I've got a smile, I've got open energies, and um, it's just little things like that. Um, really, uh, we, we never know. And you know, many people have said this, and we're all very much aware of it. But we never know what impact um, uh, a smile or having open energy um, can have on someone who um, we interact with. So it's not these realisations that I've had over the Christmas and briefly into the New Year period. It's not it's not particularly earth shattering, but sometimes I think it is good to remind ourselves of um, these fundamentals. And as I was saying in, in my Discerning Consciousness podcast, um, New Year special, I think commonly, if we are uh, of more uh, sort of critical anal- analytical person, we can be quite cynical. We can just fall into um, you know quite cynical ways of viewing the world and viewing other people as well. I know because in the past we sort of think of it in terms of people who have big hearts, uh, and I've been quite cynical of that because I think well, you know, if they looked into the world and how it really how it really works they wouldn't they wouldn't be constantly so happy and so I've worked through that kind of cynical attitude towards um towards sharing our our light and sharing uh, that sort of divine god aspect of us because because um I think that going forward that is a real key aspect how we can empower how we can embrace our own power because I think as I said again in my Christmas special, um, just to add to what I was saying, 2024 is going to be very, very crazy and if we think um, things were odd in the last three years during the whole COVID nonsense, I think things are going to get even more crazy. So it is going to be, um, we do have a bit of a responsibility, those of us who have a little bit of an inside track, though, those of us who... You know, um, do have uh, a broader concept of what is going on within this um, on this planet, and and more broadly, we do have, you know, we do have a responsibility to to just take it easy on people, to to not get too reactive, to not have um, sort of knee-jerk um, reactions, because life is it can feel relenting every day. We get up and we have okay, here we go again, it never really, it never really, it never really, um, it never, really st- never really stopped. And that is, um, that is a, a key aspect of, 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 of life really, is just learning how to, to be in the world and not get kind of sort of consumed by the world. And this just brings me um, sort of a nice little segue here into um my latest energy update just moving on here logically and the the sort of um energetically the new year period is is kind of a real strange par- paradox because typically we think of the time you know of new year's resolutions i'm going to make a change in my life i'm going to really finally you know uh embrace my fears feel the fear and do it anyway and i'm going to really focus on um not living on the train tracks and actually ripping things up a bit and you know even within normal day-to-day mainstream life people think within those terms don't they I'm gonna finally you um, know, bring some greater depth and clarity to my life uh, perhaps by learning a new skill perhaps by um, improving my diet perhaps by exercising and, and really um, you know having some ways in which I am good to myself uh, without beating myself up uh, and living a life with sort of grounded um, discipline. But of course, at the same time, um, this period where we're really in the heart of winter now and, and every part of our being wants, we want to nest, we want to eats you know lots of food, carbohydrates and chocolate and and, and delicious cake that probably isn't good for us but in some way it's what we need because every part of us wants to ground, we want to nest, we want to hide ourselves away from the world because the weather is very much unrelenting in this part of the world. We've had so much um so many storms and rain and excuse me quite a lot of flooding um recently as well and so we have all of that and that's why I think um quite a lot of people um have the belief or the thought that the real new year is um the spring starts with the spring equinox um in March uh which is which is of course um a good time to seed new change it's a good time to um begin to um, implement some of the things that we might have been planning during the winter months and then hopefully to reap the harvest in late in late um, summer and into the early autumn in September uh, and October during harvest time so it is it is a bit of a strange um, it is a bit of a strange paradox this uh, um, new year period but and I know reading some of the comments section of a few people I like to follow on YouTube and other platforms and it's commonly people um certainly in the northern hemisphere at least at this time of year do suffer from you know quite a lot of depression and and anxiety as I have done um recently so it's it's important that we don't um we don't beat ourselves up and we recognize that you know sometimes. it is just about hankering down and it is about just being kind to ourselves. And if our body needs some sugar and refined carbohydrates, sorry, refined carbohydrates, don't beat ourselves up um, if we do, if we do ingest those, if we do eat those um, types of foods, because we really do need to be kind to ourselves um, at this time of year. And then perhaps when the spring comes, equinox comes um in march we will will be you know sufficiently um have sufficient energies to feel that we can move forward and we can we can uh embrace some of the um some of the kind of the new year's resolutions that we had set ourselves or the new year's um intentions um that we had that we had laid down during during the christmas period so that's just a my very very quick uh sort of shorthand energy update at this time of year just in summary don't be hard it's time not to be hard on ourselves and, and recognize that uh, again here in the northern hemisphere at least there's so little light again that um that does make you know every part of our physiology wants to shut down and just nest so just go with it really and to remember that energies are always shifting and as the as the months move on, we will we will move, hopefully move beyond that and feel that we have more motivation to to bring about um, many of the things that we desire and many of the things that we want to manifest in our life. Anyway, um, I just want to next talk about um, something um, that sort of came to light really um, as I was spending part of the Christmas, no new Year actually with one of my sisters and my mother. We were perusing like you do on New Year's Eve. There wasn't really much to watch (laughs) on the terrestrial channels. And my sister actually has Netflix. So we did flick through and we saw this movie called um, Leave the World Behind. It popped up. So we thought, okay, well, we clicked on that. We we give it a go. We'll give it a go. Now, I'd I'd heard virtually nothing. I had heard sort of briefly... um, Uh, in recent times about this world leave uh, a movie sorry (laughs) leave the world behind but I didn't I literally knew nothing about it Um, all I knew was it was a kind of like apocalyptic disaster movie and that was it so we um, you know we started we started watching and um, it was one of those films it's I don't want to talk too much about it in case you haven't seen it, and I will be talking more in terms of things like predictive programming and the revelation of the method in an upcoming episode on Discerning Consciousness podcast. All I will say <laughs> at this um, point is I was just struck by what an absolutely awful movie this is. Um, at certain points we were fast forwarding it because there's literally no plot plot development there's no um there's no character development all the characters are sort of cliched you've got your typical you know um sort of social justice warrior that hates um you know men that hates white people. It's only latterly actually after I got home from my sisters and I did some research I actually found out that the Obamas are. Executive producers of this movie, and it's like, ah, oh, okay, it is absolutely replete with you know anti-American, anti-white, um, motifs, and by extension, you know, woke motifs. It's it's an absolutely awful movie. It's slow. It's turgid. It doesn't have any of the, you know, the the sort of gripping um, cliffhangers or plot development that you would expect. In a sort of apocalyptic movie, like in um, in the movies 28 Days Later or The Road, which are just really great, entertaining movies that really shock you at certain points, like in The Road, when they discover like a collective of people and there's who, who are cannibals, and it's really quite shocking in that particular movie. There was none of this, it was a, a, absolutely a, a, a terrible, terrible movie but you know don't let don't let me don't let that uh stop you watching it of course and um and then as part of doing a little bit of research I I went online um I went online did some digging around in alternative media and I was again you know extremely disappointed at what I saw again of the truth of trap truth of delusions or what other people call the whole black pill thing completely missing the point talking about predictive programming in this movie in terms of of course because it's about a cyber attack and all the rest of it but in my in my mind this was just a terrible movie now if you think that um what this denotes is that during 2024 there's going to be some sort of huge cyber attack that um, hits um, the United States, then I really think you're missing the point. How many movies have we had in the past, you know, suggesting the same thing? How many people have been predict- predicting the the end of the Great American Republic uh, over and over all these, you know, doom porn, black pill scenarios that, that never happen? All these people after about um uh, sorry after um the fake president biden was installed you know america there's gonna be a civil a war across all the states of america it never happened and likewise with this turgid movie um you've got all these dumbass truthers online you know well this just shows us this is what's gonna happen. Well if that's what you believe then that's gonna be your reality in the future. The point is um, the fact that uh, the Obamas were executive producers, amongst a few other people as well. They weren't the sole producers, but apparently, you know, they they had a big say in in the script and all the rest of it. Um, you guys listening probably know, probably know more about what's going on in the world in the, the the Obamas. They are bit part bit part players, literally very low down the useful idiots. Um, you know, maybe a few runs uh, above the ladder, uh, the likes of, um, you know, Bono from U2, U2 or, or other sport or sports people or musicians or personalities who, you know, towed the line during COVID and, and, and read from the globalist script. But really, it's it's absolutely comical to think that this, this awful film leaves the world behind and it's sort of woke motifs that that means that there's going to be a cyber attack its it's just it's just silly just i just want to end on this point because i could talk about this for a long time and i really don't want to bore you guys but this idea that the 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 whole system going down the internet and, and and a cyber attack which would knock out everything why how would that benefit the elites it, it to me it doesn't it doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense to if you're um you know if you're a banker or you let's just say you sell arms to dodgy regimes or you're part of the whole media plex uh, you're high you know you're high up in the media industry or perhaps you're part of um one of the pharmaceutical companies you're 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 a ceo perhaps of pfizer or maybe you know you you're an executive of one of the huge agri business companies. Why would you want? Why would you want the current kind of the current world as it exists, where these where these individuals and corporations appear to have so much power and they just cream off all the wealth, and they live in their palaces and they go and they can go to all the most beautiful places across the world in their yachts. Why would they want that to stop? It doesn't make any sense. You know, furthermore, if you're an executive of a, you know, a massive multi-billion pound AI company and you've got plans for these new apps that are coming out that could completely change the world and how we interact with the world, why would you want the internet to go down? Again, none of this makes any sense. Predictive programming, yes, it does exist, but there's so much misunderstanding around what predictive programming means, what um, what Hoffman's, uh, Michael Hoffman's um, revelation of the method, the occult practice, what that means. And and more and more, I've seen sort of people who originally had channels in the old media that were fina- about financial things, because obviously the conspiracy thing, the conspiracy true for uh, um the world if i can put it like that post covid is huge now it's absolutely massive they're kind of jumping on the bandwagon and they know absolutely nothing and i've been in this kind of um world and the alternative since 2005 and i've seen all these things coming and going all these movements all these predictions and here we are still spinning on this globe oh my god you know How dare I, you know, diss the whole um, flat earth thing. And they should know better, these people, really. They really really should know better. But, you know, doom porn is quite profitable, as we know, in the mainstream bad news. But anyway, I just want to end here on this. Um, Disappointed, not surprised, but really... um, I, I, you know, I don't really know what else to say um, other than uh, these these dark um, occult forces, which do exist. Of course they do. But at, at the end of the day, we create, we do create our own reality in, in the sense of how we view the world. If we're a cynical person, if we believe that these um, elites have all the power and that we have none, then that's the reality that we're going to um, create in this world. So I would always say steer clear of um kind of information what I would say toxic truthers who and content creators who haven't who aren't aware of their shadow. They just spew all this bile and it excuse me, it feeds into people's um fear and and paranoia and really it can just um like I've found in the past you know it makes life really miserable it makes life really goddamn miserable if you think because of one film that a cyber attack is is coming to the United States of America um it's just absolutely um absolutely ridiculous anyway I would all move on now to um something else that's that's risen to the surface of my awareness perhaps I can put it like that and this again is sort of like um it's a it's a motif or, or a meme not sure how to pre- how to describe it really that we often hear in the spiritual new age and I may well have spoken about it myself and this is this idea of um to have um, whereby we take extreme ownership of our lives okay and where we no longer point the finger out there at the systems like i'm just talking about you know the illuminati the elites the globalists and we we really do take a fine tooth comb and a magnifying magnifying glass to every aspect of our lives as we do during the christmas and new year period and again the problem that I've found is when we do take extreme ownership of our lives is there is a danger that or a trap that I often fall into is whereby we take everything personally so and then that does leave us feeling like um, a victim of life or a victim of unknown forces and it can it can by extension lead us to have a very sort of um fatalistic attitude towards life it's like well if I'm not in control and there's a power or a force greater than myself that wants to give expression through me then what is the point what what am I striving for what am I making um all these plans for to improve my life during 2024 because um if I'm not ultimately in control of my life and the direction it it takes what is the point but the paradox here is the paradox it's a paradox is that um that's that's ultimately i think where we can we can gain a greater concept of this as i was talking about just a moment ago this force within um existence within the universe that we kind of we can ride you know like a like um like a surfer rides the wave I think that's something that we we can remain um, aware of it's helpful to remain aware of when we do take extreme ownership of our lives and we kind of it kind of flips the whole thing of taking everything personally we can you know as long as we act in a responsible way in an honourable way sometimes you know when things do go a bit south, when things don't go how we expected them in a relationship, in a job, or perhaps we fall out with a friend. We can, you know, can understand that there is a there is a bigger picture playing out. There is a bigger there is a bigger um, sort of vision for our lives, uh, and it can be it can be difficult to sort of um, to to gain a concept of of what that might be uh and how that impacts our sort of um day-to-day life but I just wanted to kind of talk about this because I know it's it's a difficult thing it's a difficult thing to um to to sort of reconcile on the one hand to not be the vic- to not be a victim in life to not um blame as I was saying before politicians or s- elites or or on a, an everyday level not to blame um, our family history for our current circumstances or our current um, predicament in life which typically comes under the <coughs> umbrella of sort of taking ex- uh, taking extreme ownership of our lives but by the same token yeah we don't want to um, We don't want to be um too hard on ourselves and this is this sort of this brings me to this sort of concept or this idea of um the sort of buddhist teaching of that idea of just detaching and that idea of of letting go because we can't ever really understand um a lot of the reasons why ultimately we do get sick or have serious uh, accidents or why we perhaps, you know, we might break a leg and that puts puts us out of action for for several months or why our business might um, collapse and goes into receivership or many, many different um, things that might happen to us in life. And that's why it is, um, it can be quite life affirming to just embrace the whole Buddhist idea of detachment. But by the same token, that doesn't mean we should just, um, you know, be very passive because Life is all about action, 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 action without um, without expecting um, without expecting any kind of any kind of outcome. and that again kind of feeds into what I was talking about before, where if we have a smile on our face, if we're sharing our energies, if we re- if we're realizing the true power, our true power is um, how we interact with people, how our energies affect other people if we if we live our lives on a day-to-day basis and we recognize that whilst also recognizing um you know the importance of being detached from certain outcomes i think they are sort of important ingredients or helpful ingredients um to, to, to just come to um to come to an acceptance of our, our of our lives at this time especially where things it do seem to be out of our control in the external world at least and and everything um, everything is being is being shaken up and whereby we don't and also by extension doing um, kind of living life how we have done the the old ways of playing small no longer no longer um, are giving us the results that we want so it really the universe in our own internal worlds and externally in external world we're not having that we're not having that sort of safety zone as I call it we really are being pushed to embrace new ideas to embrace new ways of being but I think you know we know that that is scary that's kind of a front to to the ego and We shouldn't, by extension, we shouldn't, um, as I've been saying, we shouldn't take everything personally when things go wrong. But if we are, just to finish on this point, if we do remain uh, aware of the bigger picture, uh, that can help us. I think that can help us to still take extreme ownership of our lives without being a victim, without um, blaming ourselves. And I think that is really... Going to be one of the motifs um going throughout twenty twenty four and and the years ahead of course and, and that's a hard one for for many of us because um normally traditionally in life we we kind of live our day to day existence so it's like right, okay, I need to uh, achieve this particular goal or outcome, and these are the things that I need to do to achieve it. That really is not going to work and it's in it's and that's going to be shown to us over. And over and over again and we're going to keep scratching our head and thinking well is it me is it something I've done wrong and you know sometimes it might be but nine times out of ten it probably won't be because we really are in this new era now and uh, it is hard because again it's so it's difficult to it's so ethereal it's so prosaic it's it's so um untangible or intangible um, but I can feel it. I can sense it with my spidey senses, and um, that's again why we need to. We do need to take um, plenty of time out uh, each and every day in our lives to just to sit and focus, do nothing. If we feel drawn to, you know, candle work or meditation, that's really, really so vital going forward. Um, just so we can just sink into ourselves in a in a non judgmental way. So I just want to um share some closing thoughts for this particular episode, and perhaps what we could give a uh, focus to um during twenty twenty four, and th- these are just things that I remind myself of um every day really, some just some mantras and things like you know what are we giving our attention to every day because it's going to be so easy as I was saying before talking about the movie Leave the World Behind what information are we looking at what videos what podcasts are we looking at online uh, and and to what purpose are we falling down a kind of negative spiral and that, there's nothing wrong with that um but what are we giving our attention to uh and at the same time are we um involved in uplifting are we involving ourselves in uplifting um act uplifting sorry activities and by extension are we having uplifting um thoughts which can be and which will you know are a challenge when things are all falling apart um around us, but something that I heard someone mention I can't remember who might be um helpful to think of in terms of this way, and more and more I don't think of things in terms of destruction, I think more in terms of the fact that um things are are actually falling apart but not in a destructive way if that makes sense so we're not looking at a sort of year zero <laughs> pole pot type scenario but what we are looking at is just um a kind of um movement away from what we have known in the world and internally but that doesn't mean a kind of at the end of it, it's going to be a scorched earth total destruction it's just a disillusion so think of things more in terms of um a dissolution a falling away rather than a sort of um total destruction scenario um that a lot of more unconscious content creators um look um kind of look to share because we do know that we have to go through this period of disillusion this period of dissolving, but that doesn't mean we're going to go through a period of total and sort of apocalyptic um Destruction. I don't think. I think we've we've already gone through that in in human history and thousands of years ago. So we've already been through that epoch or that period of time. So we don't really need to do it. Um, don't need to do it uh, again. And just lastly, in terms of my closing thoughts, um, you know, what are we uh, on a personal level? What are we running away from in terms of our our bigness? In terms of what we could be bringing to this world. And that doesn't need, need, mean anything particularly huge or or grandiose, but I think we're often aware of um, the aspects of ourselves when we are when we are playing small and um, when we are running away from the world and not sharing our light, back to what I was talking about before again, of course. So thank you all. I think I'll round things up for this particular episode of Into the Void. Um, so thank you all for tuning in. Um, and yeah as I said before um, in these upcoming weeks on my sister show discerning consciousness podcast i will be talking about um energy harvesting uh, and that's really sort of about um, the whole spiritual warfare and spiritual warfare on the planet on in the heaven and in the heavens and i will also be talking about predictive programming and things like the revelation of the method. So thank you all once again and I'll speak to you all very soon. Bye-bye for now.